Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman delays his return to St. Selmo for a visit to the Daily Planet, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn unwittingly walk into a new development in the mystery of the Phantom Sea Monster. Hello there, gang. This is Dan McCullough. You know the news that Kellogg's Pep is putting out a brand new series of comic buttons is spreading, as they say, like wildfire. All the fellows and girls in the gang are talking about these new comic buttons and making plans to collect all 18 in the new series. And no wonder why those Pep comic buttons you've been collecting right along are, are so doggone smart looking that, well, who wouldn't be excited about this new series? They're brand new funny paper characters, you know, like uh, Uncle Avery and Auntie Blossom and Fat Stuff and Mama Destros and... And Tilda, Tiny Tim, A Breath of Breeze, and Little Joe, and of course Superman himself. Every single one of them looks just as real as in the comic strips. Looks mighty sharp in your jacket or dress or cap. And how do you get these new pep comic buttons? Why, it's easy. Just ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep and look inside the package for your prize. That's right, a button in each package. Now, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to stock up on that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep, the whole wheat flakes with that catchy, sunny flavor that makes breakfast so much fun and so good for you, too. That's it, gang, for a sunshine breakfast dish and for exciting prizes, get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. On the trail of a front-page story for the Daily Planet, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn, a part-time journalist and amateur detective, twice came in contact with a strange creature said by local fishermen to be a supernatural sea monster. But each time they were rescued by Superman, who found them floundering in the water and brought them safely back to St. Selmo, a fishing village on the Canadian North Atlantic coast. Certain that the so-called monster was not supernatural and suspicious of something he saw in the ocean where the creature seemed to live... Superman took a bottled sample of the water back to Metropolis. Then, resuming the guise and garb of Clark Kent, he brought it to the laboratory of his friend Ben Jacobs for chemical analysis. As we join him now, the chemist is studying the contents of a test tube. I think I found what you're looking for, Clark, but what good it's going to do you, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, this sample of seawater contains very positive traces of oil. What kind of oil? Probably, although I wouldn't want to be held to it, 
oil from a diesel engine. That's all I wanted to know. Ben, you've practically solved the mystery of the St. Selmo monster single-handed. Now, wait, not so fast. Let's get something straight here. What? I don't see how the fact that this seawater contains traces of diesel oil solves the mystery of a monster. Monsters aren't diesel-powered, you know. Oh, that's just the point. They aren't. That's what I said. I know it. You're right. 100% right. Then how does it solve the mystery? Well, maybe solve is too strong a word, Ben. It confirms the suspicion I've had for some time. I can't tell you about it now because I've got to get back to St. Selmo. Thanks a million, though, Ben. So long. Confident now that he is finally on the right track and hopeful of solving the mystery of the monster within a matter of hours, Clark Kent delays his return to St. Selmo long enough to visit the Daily Planet, where he plans to report to Editor Perry White and assure him that all is well. Meanwhile, however, in the fishing village of St. Selmo, where the local residents are still numbed by the icy fingers of fear, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn await Kent's return. They are seated in the dimly lit public parlor of the inn at which they are staying. Lois, who has been dozing, looks up suddenly to find Horatio Horn poring over the pages of a book. What are you reading, Horatio? Hmm? I said, what are you reading? Uh, oh, oh uh, it's a book called, uh, What Do You Want to Know? Oh. It's a sort of combination almanac and abbreviated encyclopedia, containing a thousand and one questions and answers. Uh-huh. Handy volume, too. I bet. Haven't been without it since it was awarded to me by the National Correspondence Detective Institute as a prize for graduating with high honors. Very interesting. What are you doing with it now? Boning for a guest appearance on a quiz program? Oh, no, no. I'm looking for information on monsters. Monsters? Yes, but apparently there is no known variety of sea monster that's capable of shooting liquid flame. Well, for heaven's sake, Horatio, didn't you know that? I thought I did. That is, until tonight, when uh, that, uh, that... Fearsome creature shot a jet of flame that set our boat afire. Oh, now, look, you still can't believe that that thing is what Mr. Barnaby and the other superstitious people in the village say it is. Well, I don't want to believe it by Gulliver, but, but what I think and what I see can't seem to make sense together. But speaking of Mr. Barnaby... I'd rather not, if you don't mind. Uh, by the way, I wonder what clue Clark expects to find in that seawater he took to Metropolis. No sense guessing. We won't know until he gets back here tomorrow. Meanwhile, though, I think we should have another talk with Mr. Barnaby. What in the world for, Horatio? Well, I've been doing a good deal of putting two and two together. With what results, Mr. Sherlock Holmes Horn? Uh, Nothing definite, unfortunately. But, uh, well, do you recall Barnaby saying something about finding unmistakable teeth marks on the hull of Captain Marble's boat after we found it beached? Yes. Inferring, of course, that the boat was brought ashore by the monster in his mouth. What about it? I examined those marks very carefully under a magnifying glass. And to me, they look very much like markings that would be made by a steel cable. But, Horatio, what does that prove? That Mr. Barnaby wanted us to believe something that isn't so. Hmm. That never occurred to me. And another thing. Why did Barnaby look as if he was seeing ghosts when he discovered that you, Mr. Kent, and I were alive after we went out to find the monster in his boat tonight? I don't know, but he did. And how did he know his boat had been sunk before we had told anyone what had happened to it? Say, I think you've got something there, Horatio. You bet I have, by Gulliver. But wait a minute. What possible connection could Barnaby have with the monster? That's just what I'd like to find out. And I think it's worth having a talk with him while we're waiting for Mr. Kent's return on the chance that he might let something slip. Do you think he's home? Only one way to find out. All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh 
Hello, Clark Kent speaking. Oh, hello, Chief. Poker tell you to call me back? I see. Well, it... What? What? Whoa, now, wait a minute. One question at a time. I've been in town just a couple of hours. I, uh... Well, well I, I flew down. Oh, nothing much. Just checking a clue. Oh, yes, there definitely is a big story brewing up there. Well, if luck's with us, I... Uh, that is, we expect to crack it sometime tomorrow. No. No, look, Chief, I haven't time to give you the details now because I've got to fly back to St. Selmo tonight. Well, now, 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 don't get excited. I'll leave you a memo detailing everything we know so far. No, don't worry. We'll be okay. Right. Okay, see you soon. Good night, Chief. Sightable guy, that very white. Well, since I said I'll do it, I'd better knock out a memo to the Chief. Just hope Lois and Horatio keep out of mischief while waiting for me. I guess Barnaby's not home. He could be asleep. After all, it is late, especially for St. Selmo. Yes, I suppose it is. Uh, I'll walk around to the side of this shack and have a look in the window. How do you expect to see anything in the dark? Oh, there's a bright moon. Probably throws enough light through the window to see inside. Uh, You wait here. All right. Be careful, Horatio. I will. And hurry up, will you? Okay. Horatio? What? Do you see anything? Enough. What do you mean? Barnaby's not in. Are you sure? Positive. I could see his bed and it's empty. That's odd. Where in the world do you suppose he'd be at this hour of the night? I don't know. But this certainly makes me even more suspicious of friend Barnaby, by Gulliver. We'll have to wait until morning to talk to him. Let's get back to the inn. Why not wait here until he returns? You mean stand out here on this cold, damp beach for Lord knows how long? Not on your life. Well, maybe we can wait inside. I... I'd kind of like to have a look around in there anyway. What do you want to do, break in? Well, my detective course taught me that keep... <gasps> what do you know? Door's open. That's funny. Come on, Miss Lane. Wait a minute, Horatio. We can't do this. Why not? Well, because... Well, he, since he left the door unlocked, I'm sure Mr. Barnaby will have no objection to our waiting for him inside his shack. But but what if he does object? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Come on in. <laughs> Fearful of what may happen if their suspicions of Barnaby are confirmed, Lois reluctantly follows Horatio Horn into the fisherman's shack. We'll see what does happen in just a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Gang, don't go around like an ostrich with his head in the sand. Don't get careless and say, an accident won't happen to me. Unless you're careful, it could. That's why Mom and Dad keep after you to watch both ways when you're crossing the street. And uh, not to jaywalk and not to play in the street and not to hitch rides on cars or trucks. And here's some other things to keep in mind about riding your bicycle. It's taking a chance to ride with two people on a bike. Also, it's bad to ride your bike in the dusk or darkness without both front and rear lights. And it's dangerous to shoot out into the street from, you know, behind a parked car. And it's silly to race another bicycle. Now, you can remember all that, can't you? Don't give an accident a single chance to happen to you. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. As we continue now, 
Lois Lane and Horatio Horn are in the shack of Mike Barnaby, a St. Selmo fisherman, whom they suspect of knowing more about the mysterious monster than he wants to tell. Still playing detective, Horatio Horn is busily examining the contents of the shack by the light of an electric torch, while Lois, worried and concerned, keeps urging him to leave the shack and return to the inn. For heaven's sake, Horatio, stop snooping and let's get out of here before we're caught. Just as soon as I've given this place a good going over, Miss Lane. But what are you looking for? Oh, nothing special. Just anything that could possibly be a clue. I warn you, Horatio, this detective business of yours is going to get you into trouble. On the contrary, Miss Lane. My detective course taught me that you can... Great Jupiter. What's the matter? Well, look at this, Miss Lane. What? What is it? I found it tucked away in that corner under a pile of fish nests. Why... Why, that's a walkie-talkie. Yes, a portable two-way radio, a transmitter and a receiver. What in the world would a simple fisherman like Barnaby be doing with a thing like that? <gasps> you want to know too much, Miss Lane. <laughs> Mr. Barnaby. I just in time to fix it so you don't meddle no more in things as is none of your concern. You put that gun away. I warned you to get out of town, but you wouldn't pay me no mind. So now you're going to take the consequences. His eyes gleaming hatefully in the moonlight that filters into the shack, Ike Farnaby moves slowly, menacingly toward Lois Lane and Horatio Horn. A blue-barreled revolver held steadily in his hand. Trapped by the angry armed fisherman, what will happen now to Lois and Horatio, with Superman still in Metropolis and unaware of their predicament? A great deal happens in tomorrow's thrill-packed episode of this exciting Superman adventure, Phantom of the Sea. So be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, who's in the know about kids in other countries, how they look and how they dress? Well, Kellogg has the answer with the cutout dolls of all nations on packages of Kellogg's Crumbles. Boy, what fun to cut them out and, and change the costumes and collect all six countries in the series like Switzerland and, and China and Sweden. Two colorful cutout dolls and costumes on every package of Crumbles. Kellogg's Crumbles, the only cereal in crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. Sort of sweet and metal rich. Ask Mom to get Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.